good evening. Welcome back to We The People podcast. This is another new segment for you all, but let's get right into the Constitution, Amendment 21, which is 18 repealed, which has to do with alcohol, the consumption of alcohol and selling of alcohol in the United States. Section 1, the 18th article of Amendment to the Constitution of the United States is hereby repealed. Section 2, the transportation or importation into any state, territory, or possession of the United States for delivery or use therein of intoxicating liquors in violation of the laws thereof is hereby prohibited. Section 3, this article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by conventions in the several states as provided in the Constitution within seven years from the date of the submission hereof to the state's by the Congress. That's Amendment 21. We will be right back. Welcome back to We the People podcast. This is the three segments we're going to have for tonight. March for Israel rally in D.C. elevated to zero one threat level by DHS. Two sorority sisters ouched after backing lawsuit to only allow biological female members. Biden administration staffers sign open letter demanding Gaza ceasefire. So let's get right into it. March for Israel rally in D.C. elevated to zero one threat level by DHS. Thousands of supporters gathered at, a national, at the National Mall in Washington, D.C. to show their support for Israel and to demand the release of hostages kidnapped, hostages kidnapped by terrorist groups Hamas on October 7th. On Monday evening, the Tuesday event which was coordinated by the Jewish Federation of North America and the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations was raised to the highest security status. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security, JHS, designated this gathering a special event assessment rating to a level one status. This means that the rally is a significant event with national and or international importance that requires extensive federal interagency uh, inter support. Other events that have this security status are the Super Bowl, the Kentucky Derby, and the Indianapolis 500. The DHS assessment of the event indicated that there is no specific actionable threat. In a separate statement, Metropolitan Police Department spokesperson Paris Lubel stated that the authorities are committed to ensuring the safety and security of all residents and visitors to the district. We recognize the importance of upholding the First Amendment rights of individuals to peacefully express their views, and we are committed to the, the uh, facilitating lawful demonstrations while maintaining public order. Currently, there are no credible threats, Lubel 
reiterated. The permit for the rally ex- expects that at least 60,000 people are expected to come out to show solidarity and support for Israel and the Israeli people. You know why they put this level one on it? Because of all the um, the hate and against the Jews that has been going on throughout the whole country. The attacks that have did, have taken place against the Jews across the whole country. Even the ones that are on college campuses. And when all that happens like that and you have a big gathering of people that are going to be there to support Israel. It's not just the Jews. Got to be worried about possibly of something happening. I'm glad that they've taken that seriously. The only deal is, is again like the way how it is with Rashid Tlaib, the congresswoman from Minnesota, where she continues to go ahead and um, advocate for Hamas and Palestine. When you have an individual like that, that a lot of pe- uh, a lot of people look up to and towards, especially from the Democrat side, and see that they're do that they're saying and doing things that they believe makes them to be able to do what they do on defacing property, damaging property, blocking parades like they did for the Macy's parade, Thanksgiving parade. So they had to level it to this point. Which is sad. Like I say, everybody has the right to go ahead and um, protest. It's an, it's our First Amendment right. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom to protest peacefully. That's what it says in the First Amendment. Protest peacefully. Where in the world that it's gone out to the point that they're protecting the, fr- the, the freedom of being able to protest when these individuals are damaging property and hurting individuals, that goes out the window and those p- individuals should be uh, arrested. Why that why we haven't seen anything of that take place, I don't know. But I'm still going to push that this that that should be happening because especially after the fact that they do face the White House fence trying to climb over it, there should have been people arrested and and possibly I don't like to really say this, but there should have been people that probably should have lost their life trying to climb over the fence to get onto the grounds of the White House. That's protected by not just um, the Secret Service, but it's also protected by military. And those individuals that did that should be thanking their, thanking somebody. I would have to say, probably thank God that they didn't lose their lives that day because honestly, it could have happened. But to see this, I'm glad that they're finally taking it serious. And I'm glad that it shows with all these many people that the United States does protect and back Israel. You only have the few that are foolish that want to go ahead and say that they back Hamas and Palestine. Especially when, like I keep keep repeating, that Hamas had killed innocent civilians, mothers, elderly, fathers, Children raping him, carrying their bodies around like it's a honoring the fact that they killed a person, an, 
uh, a Jewish Israeli person um, burning babies in ovens. That's not something that a good group of people do. A good country that takes uh, the international laws seriously don't do stuff like that. They don't uh, start a war with another country if they take that seriously. If they're not a terrorist group. Uh, we'll be back right after this to bring the next, the next segment in. Welcome back to We The People Podcast. This is the second segment of tonight's episode. Two sorority sisters ouched after backing lawsuit to only allow biological female members. Two sorority alumni who had advocated for membership to be limited to biological women only were kicked out of the organization. The two alumni, alums, Pat, um, excuse me, Patsy, Living and Cheryl Tucksmith were members of Kappa, Kappa Kappa Gamma at the University of Wyoming for over 50 years. They were informed that they had been expelled from the sorority after helping to fund, this, fund and support a lawsuit that sought to remove transgender member Artemis Langford. Langford has been accused numerous times of peeping on the other sorority sisters, secretly photographing them without their permission and asking them specific details about their genitals and sex lives. During the episode of Fox and Friends, first, Ellie Coghan, a plaintiff in the case, an alum of Kappa Kappa Gamma, expressed her disappointment regarding the lawsuit's aftermath on Monday. It was really disappointing to hear that they're being dismissed because this is a, re a re retaliation against women, and it's supposed to be an organization meant for women, Coghan asserted. So to hear that they didn't want to see these brave women sticking up for the for us and supporting us, then I mean, where are we supposed to go? Where are we women supposed to go if a if women's organizations isn't going to be isn't going to stick up for itself? Former president of the Kappa Kappa Gamma National Foundation, Patsy Living, expressed her sadness at a at the decision to be dispelled from the group. My heart was saddened when the current six council members voted me out. However, I will not be quiet about the truth, she said in a press release. Tuck Smith also expressed her disappointment and promised to inform people about the dangers associated with inclusion, equity, equity, and diversity. We do not share information publicly about policy violations and 
that may result in disciplinary action, a Kappa Kappa Gamma representative said when asked for comment. Kappa Kappa Gamma had applauded a federal court in Wyoming that dismissed a complaint against the group over a sorority ability to select its members. The plaintiff's inability to make any credible claims in her hurling of accusations that were judged unbefitting of a federal court were support or reported the judge's grounds for rejection. In March, the national organization was sued by former members of the University of Wyoming's Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority for uh, admitting 21-year-old Langford, a bi- biological man who identifies as a transgender woman, into the group the previous year. This is just like the sports. This is like everything else that's going on out there. They're allowing these men that are transgenders claiming to be women, but they still have the physique of a man that is stronger and fast and is able to go faster and do things uh, better than a woman can. Why do you think we have women's sports and we have men's sports? Because they, they can't um, compete against each other. A man's physique is just too, too there's just too much more strength in, in, in a man's body compared to a woman. So we have the two sports. Now all of a sudden, we have these transgenders. And I'm not saying that they can't compete in sports. I know that they don't want to compete against the men because they don't feel like they're, I guess they don't feel like they're strong enough to be able to outbeat a man, I guess. But that doesn't give them the right to go ahead and compete as a woman either. Honestly, since we have a a men's sport and a women's sport, there should be a transgender sport so that way it's fair. So that way a man that's claiming to be a female cannot go into a women's sport and just destroy all the records and destroy any opportunity of a female being able to get the opportunity to go to a college through, through a sports academic because this individual has taken it. Same thing here. The only difference on this part, and we've seen this already with other with other situations too, where this individual is joining a sorority that's supposed to be for women only, and yet these women are saying, and I'm sorry, I just don't see how so many of them are willing to go to a to go to the point of of doing a lawsuit, knowing that if it's false information that they're reporting and saying under oath that they could go to prison for it. And why a judge does not see that, I don't know. But if this in, if this is being reported that an individual is asking about what their sex lives are like and what they um, do or what their body looks like underneath clothes, there's a, there's a problem there. There's a serious problem, and all females should have the right to be able to feel safe, even in their sororities. Not to ever feel uh, um, nervous about something happening, or just having to know that there's a man there 
that is asking questions that shouldn't be asked. And why a judge didn't take their side, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Because like I said, I mean, if they were lying about this and put it under oath, they could go for go to prison for perjury. I don't see any individual going to the extent that they are. That's like telling a person that's just said that they were raped and telling them that they're lying. We would not do that. So why are we doing it in this situation? Why did a judge take it upon himself to make this decision? That basically saying that the women are lying about this individual. Because obviously somebody had to let him a part of the, the sorority. And I'm pretty sure they accepted him probably at first. Because females are different from, from, from men. Females... They're guarded at the same time. They're more open to the gay community than what a than what a man would ever be. A straight man will not do that. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. So, for this to, to be able to take place like this, I would take the female's perspective because I believe that that actually probably did happen. And why, like I said, that the judge found it upon themselves to say that, no, you're not telling the truth about this. That does not make any sense. There's, I think what should have taken place is the judge should have said there should be an investigation taking place to see what's actually going on, not just throwing it out and having, and then they get thrown out of the sorority. That just, that's just a no. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We the People podcast. This is the third segment for tonight's episode. Biden administration staffers sign open letter demanding Gaza ceasefire. Over 500 of, the, of President Joe Biden's administration employees have signed an open letter demanding that the president request a ceasefire in the in the Israel Hamas war. The open letter was released on Tuesday and stated the following. We represent a coalition of Biden-Harris administration political appointees and civil servants positioned across the the domestic and foreign policy sphere, working in federal agencies, departments, independent agencies, and the White House. The letter begins, We call on President Biden to urgently demand a ceasefire and to call for de- Escalation of the current conflict by securing the immediate release of the Israeli hostages and arbitrarily detained Palestinians, the restoration of water, fuel, electricity, and other basic services, and the passage of adequate humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip. 
The letter reportedly began circulating two weeks ago by two administration staff members who led the effort. According to the appointees, the employees who signed the open letter included both senior and low-level employees, with the majority being political appointees. The staffers reportedly work in several countries and for a wide variety of agencies, including the Executive Office of the President, as well as the Department of Defense, Interior, and Justice. The workers expressed that they were shocked and saddened by Biden's comments last month when he said he believed innocent people had been killed in Gaza, but that it was the price of waging war. At the end of the letter, staffers warn that if Biden fails to act swiftly, his legacy will be complicity in the face of genocide. These individuals that went ahead and signed this letter, that is a part of his administration, they should all be fired. They should not be allowed to be a part of government because as the United States of America, you're in that position to represent the American people not yourself when you're in that government position of being a part of the White House or any part of the judicial system and um, in in any of the three branches and the military. You have no right to take a side of that except for whatever the president says is our stance, is what you're supposed to go by. Obviously, the people that he has in the White House and a part of his administration across the uh, across the government are not individuals that respect him or the office. Because I have, ne- I have never seen this. You might want to say that every individual is going to Abide is not abide. Am I want to say that every individual believes in the same thing? No. But your job is to do what the president says. There's no questions. There's no if. There's no and or buts. You're supposed to be there to do a job. And that's to carry out whatever the president decides he wants to do. The president is the final, the final, final word. There's no, in that position, there's no democracy. When you're for doing your job and you stop on, as you step onto those grounds, into your position, there is no democracy. It ends and lands at the president's desk and the president himself. Nowhere else. It's like for men and women that are in the military. Are they going to agree on every single um, job duty that they're required to do, every single uh, order that they're given? No, you you got every individual's different. The only deal is you took an oath to to protect the Constitution and the people of the United States for the president and his administration. When they took that position, they're there to protect the Constitution and the people of the United States, not themselves. And what's going on here is they're putting their own views ahead of the country. Individuals like that are not. And should not be in those positions. Because it's not about themselves. It's about the American people. And it's about the Constitution of the United States. 
And with the United States, we back Israel. We always have, and we always will. If you can't uh, follow that, then you have no business being in that position. You can step out, resign, and be out there carrying on what you believe and you think that you believe is correct. That's where those beliefs are supposed to be left at, at the gate. Not in the White House showing that there's a two separate White House. There's a, everybody's supposed to be under one. Like I said, am I going to say that you're going to agree with everything that the president says? No. But your job is to carry out what the president says. Not to make your own decision. If that's your point, it's time for you to go ahead and resign and leave. Because you're not there to represent the president or the American people or, the, or protect the Constitution. You're about yourself. No other administration have we ever heard about other people a part of the administration. We know that there's a, there's many aspects of the administration, but we don't hear from them. We hear from the president constantly. We hear from the press secretary because he's, she, she or he speaks on the behalf of the president of the United States. We hear from the vice president in situations too. But those are the only people that we should be hearing from, not from the rest of the administration. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, the only person we should be hearing from is the president in his word. He has no respect in his own administration if he has people that are doing this and it's been circulating and it got out. That's a that's a sign of terror terrorism inside our own government. Because they're not upholding what they're there for. To represent the United States of America, the people of the United States, and to uphold the Constitution. Like I say, people that are in the military, are they going to agree with every single um, duty and order that they're given? No. But are they supposed to be questioning it? No. Their job is to get that order and follow that order and do that order at, its, at their full ability because their job is to protect the Constitution. To protect the freedoms of the people that live in the United States. That's their first job. It's not about them as an individual. They're no longer an individual. They're part of a group. And they have to follow the commands. If they don't, they they don't get thrown out. They get put into they get arrested and put in into uh, into prison. That's what should be going on with his administration. He should be firing people and getting rid of them because if they're not going to follow his his rule, they have no business being in there. Like I said, are they individuals? Yes. Are they going to have the same beliefs? No. But at the when they walk on that walk into that building and walk into their offices, it's left at the door their personal feelings. Their job is to do and carry out the president's last and final word, whatever he says. So what's going on there? No. All of those individuals should be fired on the spot because they have no business there. 
They are not representing the people of the United States and are not upholding the Constitution. That's the final thing there. I just want to say thank you to my listeners. God bless you. God bless the men and women that serve our country. God bless the um, first responders, the EMT, the fire department, the men and women that serve the blue. And for all of you American citizens and all the people across the world, God bless all of you. And for our government, for our leaders to finally show strength and to show that it's only supposed to be one person that's supposed to be leading the country, and that's the President of the United States, and not having words from other people through the administration that we should not be hearing from. Good night.